Jake, it's been a while, but we're back. Cameron, it has been a while, but we are totally back. Yeah, I'm so excited. Let's just count it down. Ten. Nine. Eight. Seven. Six. Five. Four. New Year, everyone. Happy New Year, everyone. <laughs> Welcome back to Reach and Unlocked. It's still season two, even though we just got back from a break longer than the break we took in between season one and season two. But hey. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> we just took, uh, between season one and two, we only took off like three weeks. Interesting. Yeah, we took a solid two months here, which we needed. We were falling behind on our episodes. A little bit, yeah, we were. But, you know, it's nice to take a nice rest, too, and just sit back and think about everything that just happened. <laughs> a bit of retrospectiveness. Yeah, like just like this podcast. Exactly. It's very Exactly like this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. So, anyway, Jake and I, we've been off since Oct- uh, end of October, I want to say. and. Mm-hmm. It's been good. We've been catching up on some episodes. Uh, we've got quite a few already recorded, but this episode in particular is very special because we recorded it just in time to put out as our, our kickoff of the new year. In fact, this episode posted exactly at midnight as as early into this new year as it as we possibly can. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, this is pretty cool, actually. It's almost <laughs> like live. I mean, not quite, but almost. Almost live. But I'm ha- I'm very happy to be back. I've missed, just as, as conceited as it is, to listen to ourselves. <laughs> I was always excited every Friday morning to get to drive to school, listening to our latest episode. I think it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's a nice routine, isn't it? Yeah. And on top of that, we've got some stuff to talk about, that's for sure. Yeah. We've got some stuff backed up to talk about today. <laughs> we, we do have a lot. Um, first off, let me say to you who are listening, thank you for listening, and... I want to ask you a favor. If you could, please, if you enjoy this, or even if you don't enjoy this, go to our app on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review. That's all I ask. You don't even have to write anything. You just have to give us five-star and and then look away, even if you don't feel that way. But uh, I believe the more reviews we get, just the more Apple will... Yeah, Apple will try to like push it out to other people like it comes up in more people's recommendations the more reviews something has so yeah if you've been listening this whole time and haven't yet just please do that we'd really appreciate it thanks everyone we we love this and i know that you guys do too so thank you (laughs) okay so let's go ahead and get into it we have a lot to talk about today but first it's uh the holidays or they just ended jake how have things been going for your holidays. First off, I want to say, just to everyone, this episode has been quite an ordeal because <laughs> we keep having times. Jake kept pushing them back. He's like, "Oh, sorry, got on the wrong train. I'm not, I'm not home yet, and yeah. uh, I'm lost in Tokyo." Things like that. So, where where have you been? What have you been up to? Well, there's been a bit of an ordeal there, huh? Well, as you all know, I live in Japan, and in Japan, uh, we get around via trains a lot. So after work ended, um, 
well, I live in Osaka right now, but I've got a lot of friends back in Tokyo. So I decided to track it back to Tokyo. Not literally. I trained, trained it. it back to Tokyo. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I had some fun uh, visiting them for Christmas. And then I realized, wow, I haven't been in Tokyo for a few months. I kind of forgot some of the train lines. And <laughs> I ended up taking some wrong ones. And uh, we'll just say it was more of an adventure. I got to see some stuff that I hadn't in a while. Or at least some stuff that I've never seen before. Yeah, and got to get my memories back there, and then when I had to come back to Osaka after I told Cameron that I couldn't uh, record because I was still in Tokyo because um, <laughs> I'm lazy, uh, I I came back and I took the wrong train entirely at night, and this was the night that we were supposed to record, by the way, so I just took the bullet train from Tokyo to Osaka, which is like a three-hour trip, and now I'm standing at night in some random platform that I've never seen before. But it was nice because I got to take some some pictures of my surroundings. And then I was just like sheepishly texting Cameron, hey, man, I'm kind of on the wrong train and I'm kind of lost right now. It was very uh, tiring at that point. I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. So I decided to just, you know, when I did get home, be like, okay, let's do it tomorrow. Here we are. And I'm a little bit tired, but that's okay. I got a nice rest and I'm back in Osaka so I can relax again. Oh my goodness, that's my ordeal. How was that, Cameron? Was that a good retelling of the story? Yeah, that was pretty good. Thank you. So how was Tokyo? What all did you do while you are there? Oh, so Tokyo. This was my second year in a row having or spending Christmas at Nintendo Shibuya. Yeah. So for Christmas morning, uh, my friend and I, we went to the Nintendo store. And this time was the ultimate Christmas present as there was no line. We Ooh. walked right in. So it was perfect, and I got a, a I, I just got so much Nintendo merch. I spent way too much money, but that was my Christmas. Yeah. I got a Super Mario baseball cap, which okay. I'd never seen before, and it was really cool. Uh, I got some Super Mario uh, 35th anniversary merch, mm -hmm. um, a mug, a bag, just and a bunch of pens and pencils I could use for school. Uh, what else did I get? Mm -mm, I got some plushies. Mostly Nintendo stuff that I could get just because. Oh, and apparently there's this new series of chocolate eggs out. Uh, they're, they're Mario Maker eggs. Each one contains a different form of Mario. Okay. Um, they're, they're actually, not, they're not in season. They're, they're not grown on trees. But it, it's, it's, it's a big thing right now. Okay. So I've been chowing through chocolate egg after chocolate egg. <laughs> that was another Christmas present. I just got myself a giant pyramid of these. And I've got like probably 15 little different variations of different Marios that I've got so far. A few repeats, but oh well. Nice. Uh, so I've been collecting chocolate egg Marios and buying Nintendo merch. That's how my Christmas went. It was wonderful. And it was spent almost exactly the same it was last year. That sounds really cool. I want to go to that Nintendo store, and I wonder, you said, because last year, it was, it, there's tons of lines. That's all I read about was how bad the lines were. I just wonder if yeah. that was the fact that you walked right in, if that was pandemic-related, or if it's just a year later, there's not as much hype to get in anymore. I think it's a combination of both. There were still some pretty darn devoted people there. And some pretty excited people. But I think most of the people that were there on Christmas were people who were making a pilgrimage. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, people who had never seen it before because there was a lot of picture taking and a lot of talking. So 
I think it was just a combo of both the pandemic and the fact that it was already there for a year, but it was still just as cool. They got a restock of everything and they had some new stuff from last year. So, well, speaking of Nintendo and Japan very soon, next month, in fact, then super Mario world opens up there in Osaka. Oh yeah. What's your plan? You know, the best part of this is I'm going to still be living in Osaka by the time that opens. Yeah. So that would be the icing on top. No, that would be the cherry on top right there. Oh, if I gosh. can, uh, <laughs> if so I can jealous. visit that. But you know what? Um, it's probably going to be very crowded. Yeah. If there's a strong possibility I will do my best to visit while I'm living here and document my entire trip. Oh, absolutely. I saw just a, a few weeks ago, they put out a video of Shigeru Miyamoto walking around and, and showing off the place. And it definitely is small. I was surprised how small it is. And it's not so much ride-based. It's mostly just like experience-based of, whoa, I'm in the Mushroom Kingdom. This is unreal. Mm -hmm. And a lot of like you get your bracelet and you can go with with your bracelet, you can punch some question mark blocks and then coins go to the app on your phone. And there's just a whole bunch of little interactive things. But I think Mm -hmm. the only ride really is like there's the Mario Kart ride. And then maybe there's some smaller things, but the Mario Kart ride looks insane you walk up in bowser's castle and it's got you have to wear ar glasses where it's got Ooh. yeah you've got like a mini screen on your face and it you know i don't i don't actually i don't know i don't know what's going to show up in front of your eyes while you're on that that's cool yeah that sounds really cool though a couple of my co-workers who went to usj or universal studios japan mm-hmm. oh uh, not too long ago at least they said that on some of the rides that go up really high, you can see, you can actually see Peach's Castle. Like, yeah. oh, oh, look, there's Peach's Castle. Oh, okay, there it is. It's gone. Because <laughs> oh, it's still man. all covered up so far. Right. <laughs> but, yeah, they were reporting on that, and I was a little more excited than they were probably expecting to hear that. So, um, <laughs> there's that. Yeah, that is going to be really cool. That's the a big reason I want to go to Japan here soon. Um, with yeah. you, you seeing you as a close second, I'll uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll take that as a compliment. I'm, I'm at right. least on the top ten list right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll document my trip when I go. For all of you listeners who want to know a little bit more about this exclusive place, well, okay. So next, I wanted to ask you because I was on my PS4 the other day playing some mm-hmm. Spider-Man Miles Morales. Great game. Mm-hmm. And saw that you were playing Cyberpunk. Yes. And I'm very curious to hear what you have to say because if, listeners, if you don't know, there's been a lot of controversy about this game coming out because it it's a game that all we've seen is this incredible, beautiful gameplay. And it turns out it only looks like that on the highest end PCs and on the base PS4 and Xbox One, it runs like crap. And so <laughs> much, in fact, that Sony took it off of the PlayStation Store. So Jake yeah. got that before it disappeared. What are your thoughts? Oh, man. Is it still out of the store? Do they still have they returned it yet? Uh, I don't know. I'm guessing probably not because, oh, man. 
but yeah, they did pull it and I did get it. Uh, so here's my opinion. I think that a lot of the reviews are very overinflated and overhyped, at least the negative reviews, because I'm still playing it and I've been mm -hmm. playing it a lot and it's a fun game. Not going to lie. And maybe it's just because I don't have any preconceived notions and I'm still living in the stone age when it comes to, um, uh, bleeding edge technology, Yeah. but the game, yeah, th there are bugs and you can tell, and it's mostly like just inconveniences though. Like, okay, this, you know, blooming polygon has not loaded into its proper form yet. And it's still a little bit, uh, blocky, but that's stuff that I can overlook. At least it's not game breaking. Yeah. Um, you can still play it and they've fixed some of the crashes and s some of those issues, which are the really bad ones recently. Okay. But I think the reviews are just overhyped. And I think a lot of that might be fueled by other people reading those reviews and just saying the same things. So maybe personally, I, I don't think it's that bad. I think it's still pretty fun, but yeah, there are more of, I I'd say inconveniences in the glitches rather than game breaking glitches. So, uh, that, that's my thought. <laughs> so from what I've seen, and I, I think this is beyond just reviews. It's like players as well, that uh -huh. the, the comparisons between the, the base PS4 and the PS, I mean, kind of the PS5, but the PS5 version doesn't actually exist yet. Basically mm -hmm. it's just playing it as well as a PS4 pro can, because it's just, it's playing a backwards compatible game, right? Because there's no PS5 yeah. version. And is yours a pro? Yeah, I do have a pro. Oh, okay. I, I have been playing it on the pro. And yeah, there are some issues on the pro, uh, even with loading. Like, yeah. the game is beautiful. The graphics are incredible when they've loaded. But as they're loading, they don't look so great sometimes. <laughs> but okay. yeah, it, they, they do take a while to load. I think maybe the issue is the base level PS4 because I do yeah. have one. I do have a base PS4 back in Tokyo. So I downloaded the game on that and played it there. And it, it is a little more annoying because it? it does take a lot longer to load on that. And I'm like, okay, I'm starting to see maybe why people are getting upset. Okay. <laughs> but it's still a really fun game. Not going to lie. You just have to give it a little bit of time. Yeah. Me, I'm not going to worry about that because I have a... PC that is much better than your PS4 Pro, but <laughs> yes. I, I think I'm going to wait a while, and it, you and I both have some different philosophies in, in when we buy games. I generally wait until Black Friday each year, and then just buy a bunch of games, and then slowly play them all. You're yeah. more uh, trigger-happy on the new games, <laughs> but so I'll, I'll wait till next year, mostly just because I'm not hyped. Like I don't care. I've got other stuff to play but also mm -hmm. give it six months and everything should be buttery smooth at that point hopefully yeah all the bugs yeah. are worked out yes all of them we'll see but get it it's it's a fun game okay i definitely will just later So before we get into our main topic, there's two games I wanted to talk to you about real quick. So for Christmas, I got Mario Kart Live Home Circuit. 
Uh, oh, which, nice. Yeah. So if you don't remember, that's where you can set up your own little course and drive a remote control Mario Kart through your house and control it from your Switch. And it's got a camera on the back and it drops in little uh, AI opponents to, to race. And oh, it is pretty darn cool, I gotta say. Although there are some challenges with it. For one, I, we just don't have the space here to really have fun with it. There's pretty much only oh. one course in my kitchen I can really set up because you need hardwood. It runs okay, uh-huh. um, if not pretty good, on short carpet. But if it's any bigger than short, I guess, it does not run well. And uh. our living room, I wouldn't call it shag carpet, but it's definitely pretty f- fluffy. And it does not drive on that at all. But it's awesome. It's really cool to see your house from a mouse eye view. And (laughs) to see a silly cat waiting for you at each corner. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Our cat, Wallace. Wallace would not leave that thing alone. He wouldn't attack it. But he would just... He had to be right in front of it. And I kept running into him because he'd kept running up to the next corner or he would just sprint right in front of it and I'd run into his back legs. And it's just funny to see this giant cat towering over my race course. They, they actually had that game set up at the Nintendo store Oh yeah, uh, that day, but it wasn't open yet. They had this whole course and everything, but it was too early. We got there oh. right as it opens, and we were just saying to ourselves, "Like, oh, let's let's just wait another six hours before it opens up." But six like, hours, man! I'd love to play one that Nintendo built in their store. Yeah, that's probably like the cream of the crop right there. I'm sure that there's some <laughs> fun stuff, but they did give us some stickers, like like uh, some commemorative stickers. We had to scan our um, Nintendo apps. Mm-hmm. And they would give us a fun sticker, like "Oh, cool!" And it was like a Mario with Santa hat and stuff like that. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> um, I will say Mario Kart Live, man, you really need a second cart. I think for it to really be fun, to to be able oh, to yeah. race around the house against someone else, because racing the AI, you need a, like a really clean track for the game to read really well. If you got too much going on, I noticed that the track that it like draws on the ground starts getting off. Like it's not quite where you made it. And all of a sudden you oh, see the okay. AI are driving like way off the road. They're not following the path anymore. And I think it's just because maybe I made something too twisty or something. Oh, huh. but I think the real enjoyment is going to come from two players, but for, to have two players, you need to drop another hundred dollars on the cart and you have to have another mm. switch. So, yeah. That doesn't really work wow. for a family unless every kid has a Switch. But anyway, uh, it's really cool. If you're a friend of mine, well, I'll, I'll show it to you sometime. It's pretty fun. Uh, and then the second thing I want to talk about is Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 remake. So I got that, and as beautiful as, as it is, it uh, has so far struck me exactly like I predicted it would. I told you in some past episode where I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm going to play it once and that'll be enough. And Uh I probably won't go back to it again. And that's how I feel (laughs) right now. (laughs) I I played it once and thought it was beautiful, had a lot of fun, and all the levels look just like they do in your memories. But then Uh 
you compare it to your memories and it's like, oh wait, this looks way better. And yeah. I think it really just comes down to the fact that my favorite Tony Hawk is Underground because of its campaign structure, which is wonderful. And I just, mm-hmm. I hate the two minute structure of one, two, and three of mm-hmm. like, here's two minutes, go do as much as you can or do one thing and then just reload it. I don't know. I just, I hate being limited to that two minutes. Mm-hmm. And I know that's, you know, other people are going to disagree, but that's just me. I want more time in those levels. It's understandable. After playing Underground, or at least for me with Wasteland, I can totally see that it, it is a little bit limiting. You're right. Maybe they were testing the waters with this game to see if it would be worth like making or remaking like Underground. That who knows? I mean, <laughs> I'm sure this sold like crazy, but then mm-hmm. the the question is, where do you go from there? Do they surely they they wouldn't jump to Underground? They they'd want to remake. I don't know three and four. Three would be worth it, not four. Honestly, I'm surprised three wasn't already in this. Yeah, no kidding. That was the first jump to next gen with uh, Tony Hawk. Wow. Well, my thoughts are about the same with that game too, Cameron, to be honest. It was fun to play, but like, it's like you almost have this mentality of, I played this already. I've already done this. I don't need to do it again, but it's fun to revisit it for a little while. Yeah, we got other stuff to do and other stuff to talk about. So, Jake, let's get into the meat of this episode. We've already talked long enough. So, today <laughs> is the beginning of a new year, which means it's time to reflect over last year. So, Jake and I are going to be giving out our Game of the Year awards for 2020. However, there's a problem in that we actually didn't have a lot of overlap in what we played. <laughs> or at least things that came out this year, I can name one game that we <laughs> probably played in common. So one we can, game we can talk about that later. But okay, That's so fair. instead of just giving like our just a, this is our game of the year awards, we came up with some alternative awards. So <laughs> I guess we'll just kind of explain that as we go. But we just made up a bunch of our own awards for the games we played this year. Some of the best games that we played this year. Even if they didn't uh, come out this year. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, better late than never. Yeah, that's true. So I'll go ahead and kick it off. Uh, My first award is the best game that I played that didn't come out this year. And I'm going to give that award to the Resident Evil 2 Remake. Ah. I told you to get this on Black Friday. You didn't, did ya? No, I didn't. Oh my gosh. I did not. Resident Evil 2 Remake is incredible. I uh, talked about it a lot in earlier episodes of the podcast, back when I was playing it, because I was playing it back uh, January, March, sometime in there. Man, I... It's crazy how long this year has been and also how fast it was. But just as I like wrote down all the games I played this year, it's like, oh my gosh, that was this year? But anyway, Resident Evil 2 is terrifying the first time you play it. Mm-hmm. And but it's just like it's just the perfect amount of scary. Cause I've said before, I'm not that much I'm a scaredy cat, you know? <laughs> but like zombies I can handle. Zombies are they're a threat I get. So anyway. 
okay. nothing else to say about that, but you need to play it. If you're a fan of Resident Evil 4, which you are, play Resident Evil 2. Just do it. Okay. Well, you know what? Uh, in the past, when there's a game that I need to play, I have eventually gotten it right. Yeah, which... Have you More even started less. playing that yet? Uh, well, let's let's talk about that here in a second, <laughs> potentially. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. but um, okay. So Resident Evil Two, man, you make that game sound like it's the best. It yeah, must no, be I've probably, right. I've overhyped it for you now, but just go play <laughs> it. It was it was like ten dollars on Black Friday. I'm sure it's just as cheap now. Probably. All right. So uh, I will kick this off with my uh, retro game award, which I named mine. I, ma- I I named mine the "Be Kind, Please Rewind" award because okay. this would have been a game that you got when uh, um, you know physical stores with uh, videotapes were still open, right? And there were probably a bunch of cases with that uh, slogan on it. So my "Be Kind, Please Rewind" award goes to. Legend of Zelda, The Wind Waker. Really? Yes. What, so well, what does that mean? Wind Waker, not The Wind Waker. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so that means that I have been playing uh, Wind Waker, but you in have? Japanese. Yes. Here it is. It's in Japanese, Kaze no Takto, which means uh, like wind. I don't know. Wind tap. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's it. Yeah, I've been playing it in Japanese. I finally found it, and I got my orange GameCube running. Uh, yes. I have not played it super recently, but I have been playing it. So it's a very fun game. You were right, Cameron. It's, yes. it's fun. Uh, the only problem is it's all in Japanese, and because of that, it's been going very, very slow because I've been trying to read everything. So yeah. that's the only downside. But... Um, yeah, it's a fun art style. I like it. And it kind of brings me back with this whole Zelda style, if mm-hmm. you will, because I haven't played any new games with that in a long time. Dude, so, isn't the combat so much fun? Yeah, it is. It's very easy. Like, it, and it's it's satisfying. Yeah, it's very fluid. Uh-huh. And, it, like, I love how the, the music kind of goes with your hits. Uh-huh. It, it just kind of makes it like a song, if you will. It does. That's awesome. So I don't want to talk about it too much because now we can finally do an episode about it. I'm so excited. And I don't remember if any future episodes, because like I said, we've already got like seven recorded. So I don't Uh know if I've harassed you in those episodes to go out and get it. So I apologize, listeners, if any future episodes (laughs) I'm on Jake about going to find Wind Waker. It's because we said that in the past. That's awesome. I'm glad you're liking it. Do you know where like what temple you've done most recently no i've not played it in a week at least okay but yeah it's in progress okay you better get um, on it because when i when i saw you online playing uh cyberpunk like the day after you had sent me that you found wind waker i was like uh no get off cyberpunk go play (laughs) wind waker I want you to have yeah. finished it by the time we need to talk about it. And even if I haven't, I will try to get there. Okay. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's the whole Japanese thing is a bit of a, yeah, it, it just makes it a little bit slower. But it's I a fun game. You. I enjoy it. And yes, you've, you've harassed me plenty of episodes. I'm sure someone has heard that at one point. 
right. So I'll just piggyback off that and do my retro game, which I actually played uh, a handful of this year. So I wrote down a couple. So my runner-up is Banjo-Kazooie because mm. I played that on Xbox Live, or I guess on Game Pass, uh, to prepare for our talk about that game. And, oh my gosh, if you have Game Pass, please go play that. It is so smooth. It has been uh, updated to work well with an Xbox controller, and it's great. But we've talked about that. So I'm actually going to give out a tie for my best retro game. Oh. For one, I'm going to say Super Mario Sunshine. Uh, Playing that on Switch in the 3D All-Stars collection was so much fun. And Mm -hmm. ended up, even though it felt weird to have the running spray and stationary spray uh, mapped to two different R buttons, Mm -hmm. after you got used to that, man, the controls are tight. And I loved it. I did so well that I got, I probably got stars in that that I didn't get my first time through on the GameCube. And I aced most of it, you know, the crappy floodless levels in the sky Uh uh, those painfully hard levels I didn't struggle with them that much I just I thought the control it controlled so well that Hmm. I was able to handle those and so my other winner I'm going to give this out to is Zelda the Minish Cap on Game Boy Advance so that I bought that game just so I could talk about it on our Game Boy Advance episode back here the first episode of season 2 and it got me inspired to like mod out my Game Boy for one, put in the backlit screen, get a new shell, and it's even got a rechargeable battery in it that you hook up to a USB-C. And I've got the very modern Game Boy Advance now. And nice. I loved Midge Cap. I thought, I mean, it, I might as well have just been playing a brand new top-down Zelda game. I loved it and was almost done. And then uh, my batteries died mid-save. And uh, corrupted my game file. So I never actually finished it. So I need to go back and do that still. Oh. But in the moment, I loved it. And just like you experiencing Wind Waker for the first time, again, it's just really cool to be playing this for the first time and have it hold up so well. Very cool. Very cool. All right. I'm going to, I guess we, we've got kind of this pattern going on right now of older games. Um, okay. So I had my Be Kind, Please Rewind award. That was for the best retro game mm-hmm. um, during the era where uh, video boxes had that slogan. And now the best new game to me award. Okay. So this is the game award for the game that I played for the first time that's not necessarily retro and didn't come out during 2020, but was brand new to me and left a lasting impact and was amazing for so many reasons. So the best new game to me award is drumroll, drumroll, The Last of Us. Wait, what? What do you mean? Yes. That will be, that That was the first time I played that game in 2020. This year was the first time you played The Last of Us? Yes. I did not first realize year. that. Yep. I downloaded it early 2020 and that game really left an impact on me just like it did for many people. Oh. So, so yeah. what what month would you say that was? <clears throat> oh my goodness. Very, very early. 
because I played it during the first shutdown, which was like end of March. Okay. It was probably January. Okay. I didn't realize we played that both this year. That's awesome. Yeah. So The Last of Us, I think that game is, I, I don't even need to talk about it because if you're listening to it and you've played it, you probably understand why I'm giving it this award in Cameron. I'm sure you understand as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. That game blew me away. And honestly, the second one blew me away too. Yes. Agreed. So that game is still one that I go back to and play sometimes because I've not gotten all the trophies yet and there's still plenty to get. (laughs) But my big thing was, oh my gosh, I got to beat it in grounded mode. Yeah. And I recorded myself. I think this is one of the first uh, live game stream or, uh, you know, live stream videos that I played. Sure. Or made on YouTube. And it was me going through the final level, sneaking through without getting detected once. Nice. So that's right there. My number one bragging point for that game. (laughs) Oh, I don't. I don't envy that. Those games are incredible. I don't think I'll ever replay them unless, I don't know, unless Lindsay wants to see them finally and like we treat them as like movie nights and play through mm-hmm. it. But, oh man, what a lasting impression both of those games have had. So I'm totally. going to, again, piggyback off you a little bit. And so my next award I called the Quarantine Collection Award, which... <laughs> Mostly, which kind of just translates to a PS4 award. So over the first quarantine when schools got called, I played through a lot of games and I mostly had this backlog of PS4 games, which I had and just never started for some reason. And so those three games were The Last of Us, Horizon Zero Dawn, and Ratchet and Clank. And I played Mm. the heck out of all three of those. And it really just made me realize how great the PS4 is. Hmm. Good choices. Those yes. bring back memories, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, did you nice. even finish Horizon? Uh-uh. Nope. Got very close and then just got to playing new games. <laughs> the game I liked and then didn't finish award. Horizon's here, yeah. Don. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Gosh, I'd have so many games in there. I'm not a very good gamer. <laughs> <laughs> you just you get too trigger happy by the new ones. Have you even finished Valhalla yet? Nope, but we're getting there. <laughs> hey, I'm pretty darn high in that game. I'm I sure have you are. logged like a hundred hours at least. Oh boy! So there's that. So here, I think I got more than you. So let me throw out another award. Go for it. My next one is the 15 minutes of fame award, which goes to <laughs> none other than Fall Guys. Okay, okay. (laughs) Do tell. That's a fun name. (laughs) All right, so Fall Guys, I told you about it when this game came out. So much fun. It's a basically it's a 60 person battle royale obstacle course game, uh, much like MXC or Takashi's Castle. And Mm -hmm. it was a blast. It was a blast. And when it came out, it was so unique. And it was everywhere. Everyone was playing it, it was everywhere on Twitch. Everyone was talking about it. It was, again, it was unprecedented, and everyone loved it. 
and I loved it, and I played the heck out of season one. But by the time season two rolled around, it's just like, eh, all right, I'm bored of this. And I think <laughs> everyone in the world felt the same way. I have no idea what the concurrent players looks like now compared to the beginning, but it's definitely not one of the top contenders in Twitch anymore. So I'm guessing it's kind of dropped off. And I, I wish them the best because it's a ton of fun, and I'll definitely drop in sometime, maybe if I got friends to play with. But I'm done with it. Okay. That sounds like a wonderful 15 minutes of fame. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it needed. My next award has a fun name. It's the Out of Reach Paper Airplane Award. Ooh. Um, because it flew over my head. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this was a game that I started playing and did not necessarily get too far into for any number of reasons. And then I picked up later and started playing more later just because I thought, okay, now I probably should have played this game more. So okay. <laughs> a game that started off slow, let's just say. I know that's a very specific category right there. But the Out of Reach Paper Airplane Award, I'm giving this to none other than, drum roll, da -da 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 -da, Ghost of Tsushima. Okay, so, explain. Yeah, Ghost of Tsushima. This is a beautiful game, and it's super Japanese. Like, it's got a very amazing Japanese th uh, aesthetic, and it's partially based on history. Mm -hmm. So I started the game, and it, I had it play all in Japanese, because why the heck not? Oh, and okay. I started playing it, and I'm like, okay, okay, because I was really hyped for this game. And then I realized something. This is a game that's in Japan. Everything's in Japanese. And it felt to me like I was just living everyday life. Like, this game did not have the exotic factor anymore. Oh. Um, I'm like, okay, uh, 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 all right. I, I don't really want to play this right now. So I put it down and I didn't touch it for a while. And then I picked it back up and I played again for, for a lot more. So uh, it was a slow start for that game, but <laughs> Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, sadly, just the exotic factor was gone because it was all Japanese, so... I get it. It wasn't as escapist for you. Not quite. So that's what happened with that. Great game. Slow start. <laughs> Did right. you ever play that game? No, it never really stood out to me. I think it just... It looked... There, there's so many games, I feel like, that are all so similar that are kind of uh -huh. like... take So take Assassin's Creed and kind of look at all the clones kind of where it's just kind of open world third person action adventure gameplay mm -hmm. and just and just huge time sinks and mm -hmm. when it comes to those giant 100 hour time sink games i'm only going to commit to like the big triple a names or like the ones i've already played so like like assassin's creed um, mm -hmm. or maybe things that stand out a little differently kind of like horizon but mm -hmm. yeah that that looked just too similar i was like yeah not for me not gonna lie it kind of is it yeah. is basically assassin's creed japan well we've people have been dying for a feudal japan assassin's creed yeah it's pretty good <laughs> <laughs> that'll be interesting because you you know most likely they're eventually going to make a feudal japan assassin's creed 
it'll be interesting yeah. to compare those two and mm-hmm. see which one was better. And do we think Assassin's Creed's better just because of its namesake? Oh, you know? yeah, yeah. Well, one thing I think that will happen when they if they do make an Assassin's Creed Japan is it's going to be coming from a very neutral standpoint. Like, it's just going to be Assassin's Creed in Japan. But Ghost of Tsushima is very... <laughs> Hold on, no, what? what? No, what, what I'm saying is uh, Ghost of Tsushima has this, like, very Japanese aesthetic. Like, um, the art style is very Japanese. Uh, oh, okay. The music is... Um, a lot of the side quests are very rooted in Japanese mythology. Uh, there's even, like, elements of Japanese folklore that happen in-game. Like, it's more okay. of, like, the, you, you know, the, the supernatural realm as well. Yeah, so, so Ghost of Tsushima is more, like, it's authentic. It was made for that. Well, Assassin's Creed, you're saying, is kind of, like, copy and paste Assassin's Creed, drop Japan on it. And... Yeah, exactly. Like, okay, where does the Isu factor into this? Um, Where's the love? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I, you're probably right about that. But mm-hmm. um, we'll see how mythological they get because I'm not far into Odyssey right now and nothing mm-hmm. like I've I've kind of dropped it for World of Warcraft once the Shadowlands expansion came out. Yeah. But I'll get back to it. So I haven't gotten to anything mythological yet, but I know that Assassin's Creed, or I've heard, is starting to lean a lot more into that these days. Mm-hmm. So... Who knows? With some of the, with some of the, the um, the mythical yeah, the, beasts and stuff. Yeah, the DLC is pretty based in mythology. Cool. So next award, this award is called the "Why the Heck Did You Buy a PS5" award. <laughs> that and sounds fun. <laughs> so this goes to the this whole new gen in general. Why? This whole gen has been ridiculously overhyped and expensive and unavailable. You can't get mm. a PS5 or a Series X anywhere. And all I ask is why? It's been like one of the most successful launches of, or I guess like most sold out, launches of any console generation but there's no new games to play and mm. I, I might rant about this in the in a future episode i don't remember if i did or not but <laughs> there's there's nothing it's all cross-gen games that just looks a little better you're playing it in 4k on your tv mm-hmm. and i just i don't understand or it's like the faster loading times like sure there are some uh, ease of use things that are much better, for sure. Mm-hmm. But my award goes to Spider-Man Miles Morales, which is so much fun. I loved that game. Mm-hmm. It's Some people complained it was too short, but maybe the first Spider-Man was too long. I don't know. <laughs> but I had a lot of fun, and especially because it takes place during Christmas time, so it just it worked well to play it now. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I played this, it looked beautiful, the load times were not that bad. It loads once when you boot up the game and then loads if you ever fast travel. But honestly, I never fast travel in Spider-Man just because I love swinging through the city. <laughs> and even when you do fast travel, it's like a 10 second load. I only had one occurrence, one time where I might have been swinging through the city too fast 
and it froze to load in mid-swing. That happened one time in the epilogue. So I played through the whole game and that never happened. And it looked incredible. All of uh, Miles, he has these Venom, like electrical shock powers. They Mm -hmm. looked gorgeous. It's like, why on earth would I waste money on a PS5 to play this game when I can play on my (laughs) PS4 right now? And to expand on that, Sony has said that they plan on supporting the PS4 throughout 2021, which insinuates that a lot of these new games will be coming to the PS4. So God of War 5, probably. The new Horizon game has Mm -hmm. already been confirmed to be coming to PS4. So it's just like, why? Why did you want this PS5 so darn badly? (laughs) I don't get it. Yeah, especially with like the lack of uh, titles right now, or at least good ones that you can play. Yeah. Um, I have a friend who got one uh, PS5, and he said the only reason that you'd want to get a PS5 right now is just for the improved frame rates, which look really nice, but then it begs the age-old question, how good can graphics actually get before it's just like, meh? I mean, we've already reached that point. Like, okay, who cares about realistic graphics anymore? They're commonplace, but... Yeah, you're absolutely right. (laughs) I think we have hit this plateau of where games can't look any better. Well, I mean, we always think that. They can look better in some regards. But it really comes down to gameplay. Mm -hmm. How smooth is it? How fun is it to control? Yeah. To just sink your time into. And if that's not fun... That's what I care about. Yeah, no kidding. Like, and that's what holds up over the years, the story. The yeah. graphics are, you know, definitely second fiddle. So. I mean, well, that's part <laughs> of why you're enjoying Wind Waker right now, because that gameplay is mm-hmm. tight. And same with Minecraft. <laughs> I mean, gosh, <laughs> Minecraft looks worse than an N64 game, but... That's a good point. So many it's games fun. these days look like retro <laughs> garbage. Like, right now, I bought Lindsay Stardew Valley for Christmas... And she hasn't uh-huh. put it down. And it's an, it looks like a 16-bit NES game, or Super Nintendo game. <laughs> and garbage here is used affectionately, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's kind of a trend, isn't it? You know, all these new yeah. games, downgrading. There's something neat about simplicity, I guess. So Yeah. All right, what's your next one? All right. My next one is the Duct Tape Award. Okay? Ooh. And I'm just going to do a disclaimer right now. Uh, when I was a teacher back in the States, we would give out, uh, my students and I would give out awards to individual uh, class project videos that we made. And I always encouraged puns. And the duct tape award was one that um, was very common. And I'm not sure if I made it up or if a student made it up, but it was really cool. The duct tape award, because it stuck with me. Oh. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, if you're a student who made that up and are listening to it now, and if you made it, I'm sorry. Uh, this this is for you. I don't remember exactly, but yeah, the duct tape award because it stuck with me. Uh, right. I'm going to give this to Assassin's Creed Valhalla. All right. Do tell. So I am absolutely, completely engrossed in this game right now because it's so good i can't explain how or why and maybe there's the factor of history i've always loved history so this game is super 
cool in that regard. This covers yeah. a time period that I spent my free time studying, but never had a visual representation of. Oh. So it's basically pre-medieval England. Yeah. All right. And I think that's such an important part of history that nobody is studying. So this game kind of makes that accessible. Okay. Um, so yeah, if you want to ever explore and see what England is like post-Roman and pre-medieval uh, yeah. period, then pick this game up. It's so fun. Like, they've taken all the good elements of previous Assassin's Creed games and they've just, like, improved them with this Viking flair. And it sounds not amazing, but it is. <laughs> you know? I can't, I can't explain it. So there's, there's why this game gets that award. Assassin's no. Creed Valhalla. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. And I definitely look forward to playing it, but that's a, that's a Black Friday purchase of, for next year. Totally. I understand. Still- I've got so much Odyssey to play. Uh-huh. Understandable. And this game probably isn't as big in scale as Odyssey, but I'm it's probably going to be... It's more compact. Yeah, it is like more I've compact. Heard it's, it's, it's like more stuff, but packed into a, a smaller area. Yeah, it's a bit more concise or a bit more streamlined. I'm probably going to sink more hours into this one because it's got that... Oh, it's it's got a little bit more of the original feel of Assassin's Creed, oh. um, without the grand scale. So, not that there's anything wrong with um, Odyssey. Odyssey's amazing, but Valhalla is a little more my style. I gotcha. All right, my next award is a game I've already talked about, mm-hmm. but it's it's the I think I might have liked this more than Breath of the Wild award, and that <laughs> and that goes. To Horizon Zero Dawn. I think it is better than Breath of the Wild. Wow. Granted, you can't climb everything, but honestly, I never understood why that... I mean, sure, it is great to climb everything, but Uh that wasn't the... I don't know. That wasn't the part I remember of Breath of the Wild. What I remember about Breath of the Wild is that you climb something, and there's not... It's just a freaking seed up there uh-huh. and there's there's actually there's no side quests that are worth your time other than building Terrytown. and i think breath of the wild is kind of an example of what we were saying just previously about assassin's creed where well people like something more because it has that name on it and i think if breath of the wild came out as any other game if it was just a generic game starring some generic hero that didn't exist before, it would not be as good as everyone thinks it is. I think having Zelda attached to that game makes people flip out. Now, granted, mm-hmm. I still like that game. I do. But Horizon Zero Dawn is one of the most beautiful open worlds I've ever played in. Uh, I love the puzzle mechanics of just learning the weaknesses of all the robots and what part to shoot and what with what type of arrow like oh this one has like gas tanks on the back let's shoot it with fire arrows and i thought that was super satisfying i know some people complained about the story i love cheesy sci-fi and not to say this is cheesy but people complain that it takes itself too seriously and there's just these points where you get to these huge exposition dumps where you're just kind of listening to story beats for large chunks of at a time before you get back to gameplay 
And I loved that. I loved it so much. I loved the story. I loved Aloy. I thought she was an awesome character. And I just had so much fun exploring this game. I played it nonstop until I did stop in the DLC. I didn't finish the DLC because at that point, the story just wasn't as engaging as the main story. And I got mm-hmm. kind of bored with it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, man. This this game was incredible. And I know I'm talking about a game that came out in, what, 2018? Uh-huh. But, uh, th- again, this was part of my quarantine collection. Uh-huh. And I loved it. I loved it so freaking much. That's awesome. Oh, You know what? You're really wanting me now. You're, you're making <laughs> me want to, like... <laughs> you're, you're making me want to <laughs> replay this game. Because I got so close to beating it. I actually, I think, got all the map unlocked, but that was it. Oh, okay. That's it. But, yeah. oh, man. And I loved the story because the, there's some parts of it where it's it's so obvious the whole time, like, who Aloy is. Uh-huh. But it takes her way too long to piece that together. Mm. But figuring out why things are the way they are. Uh-huh. I, I thought that was so cool. I just thought, it's like, wow, what a cool story someone wrote here. Well, you know, people of the future probably just think on a different, you know, mindset. You know, because they've... Uh, you're, we're talking about a place where a coffee mug is an artifact. That's true. <laughs> they don't know about coffee. No, I'm just joking. Okay. <laughs> we're running out of time here. How many wards you got left? I've just got one more. That's all. right, all. me too. Cool beans. This will work out perfectly. So my last award is the Pacific Ocean Award. And I thought this was a nice little thing because that's not only what separates us, but also I wrote this, that's deep, man. (laughs) So (laughs) my Pacific Ocean Award goes to The Last of Us Part 2 because that's deep, man. I'll say this. Yeah. And you totally understand what I'm getting at here. Um, Yeah, this game... It was really good. I think the hype and the preconceived expectations of the players of The Last of Us 1 made this game very controversial. Yes. And that happened with me as well. I don't think the excitement and the hype... The hype was there, but the excitement when playing it was not. Um, The shock, I should say, was not. Because that was already given with The Last of Us 1. Uh, I don't think it was as... I don't think it was as good as The Last of Us 1. Very close, but still not quite as good. Still a wonderful game. Yeah. And this game seems exceedingly more vague, very interpretive, a lot more so than The Last of Us 1. And that's why it's so deep. It just gets you thinking. And a lot of people are still thinking and coming up with their conspiracy theories about this game. Yeah. But it was a fun game. I enjoyed it. And... I'm sure you did as well, didn't you, Cameron? Yeah, so this game is the only game we've ever done a spoiler cast of. Because yeah. it's the first time we've ever like played a game at launch together. And so we've got an hour, 40-minute spoiler cast down in the bonus episodes. If you want to <laughs> scroll down to the bottom of our iTunes feed. I think my thoughts on that game have only improved since then. I okay. think in retrospect, the more I've thought about it, the more I've appreciated it. Uh-huh. And I, I won't go into too much detail because we've, we've already gone into plenty of detail in that episode. But 
I will say I definitely think that because you and I played the first one this year and didn't have that seven-year buildup of anticipation mm-hmm. for this game, it allowed us to, I don't know, I guess we weren't as attached in a way mm-hmm. that so many diehard fans were like, this this game is solid gold. You do not dare besmirch The Last of Us in any way. Don't you do mm-hmm. anything that's going to upset us because we love this game so much. And then it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. you just did something I didn't want you to do. What the f*** is this? You know? Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'll bleep, yeah. <laughs> I'll bleep that. <laughs> no, man. This is a good rant. And they flipped out. They flipped out. And it's just, it's ridiculous. It is so ridiculous. So rant aside, I did, I did give that a side award of a side award. Last of Us Part Two was my game of the year for 2020. Nice. Okay. That's awesome. Anyway, last award right here is my console of the year. Sorry, I I was not as creative as you in my naming of my awards, <laughs> but this year was big when it came to new consoles. Sure, we have the Switch going strong as always, but the PS5, the Xbox One, or Series X. And on top of that, we had the new and superior PC graphics cards that came out. And I did get my hands on one of those. Luckily, that's been just as hard as the consoles to get a hold of the new graphics cards. Hmm. On top of all of that, they just didn't stand out that much. So... My console of the year goes to the Oculus Quest 2. Oh. Which is an upgrade of the Quest, which already existed, but VR is here, guys. The Quest 2 is only $300, and it is incredible. When I pre-ordered this thing, I was giddy. Like, I couldn't wait to run to Best Buy the day it came out, pick up my pre-order, and I haven't felt that in ages since the console launch, because this is a genuine new experience that very few people have tried. And there are just so many cool games on here that uh, they just, they blew my mind. It's just so weird how good it looks. The, I mean, the screen for one looks good, um, where there's very little screen door effect. So screen door effect is a staple of early VR experiences where when you're looking at a screen so close, no matter how good a screen is, you're probably still going to see pixels. So Mm -hmm. it made a game look like you're kind of looking through a screen door. Mm. And that's pretty much gone on the Quest 2. The screen quality is that good, but just some really cool games. I just finished, uh, it's called The Room VR Dark Matter. And Mm. it's kind of like an escape room where you've got these three challenges of these rooms, like an escape room, and Mm -hmm. a bunch of puzzles to solve. And so you just kind of go around from station to station, unlock one piece, which takes you to another piece, and it just feels so unreal. And Mm. although it's not giving us the big AAA games that we're getting on consoles, it's giving us these more intimate and immersive experiences that are just mind-blowing. And on top of that, there are some awesome experiences coming out or are out like uh, Half-Life Alex is out and I need to play that and very excited huh. to do that. 
I just I cannot recommend it highly enough. Other than the fact wow. that you do need a Facebook account to play it, which means you know Zuckerberg's got even more personal information about me now because he's literally my eyes and ears. But still, oh, I don't. That doesn't bother me that much. <laughs> yeah, at this point, it's like standard. Oh, it personal really information. Is. Oh, you need my social security number. Here you go, Facebook. Yeah, you've already got it. Why are you even asking? Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I saw a few of those for sale when I was in Tokyo. Oh, yeah? I was so tempted to buy one, but I was cheap. Like, I already spent so much on Nintendo junk. I didn't need one. Well, I will say, if you <laughs> are ever tempted again to blow some money, that's something to consider. All right. Noted. I love it. And then we could we could interact like for real. We just put on our headsets and it's like, hey, I'm right here. Yeah. High five, yeah. man. That's cool. I it like is, that. It's so cool. <sighs> All right, Jake. That's it. That yeah. That was twenty twenty. I can't believe we've been doing this for a year. I mean, Sure, uh, the first episode we ever posted was like at the end of February of 2020, but mm -hmm. it's been at least a year since we started recording, I'm pretty sure. It has. Oh, well, the first time we did a podcast was when I was still in the U.S. That's it was true. like a test podcast, so we've been doing this for more than a year. Our first live podcast that we've uh, published was me in Japan, but yeah, we've been doing this for a year, and it's been a great one. Wow, we've talked about a lot. We've covered a lot. And I'm excited to keep doing this. Yeah, me too. I know this year was not what people expected. Uh, but I also, I take pride in the fact that our podcast existed before the pandemic because there was like a cliche of, oh, people got nothing to do. Let's might as well start up my podcast. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's people, true doing this but we've been doing it first before uh, we were scared of the pandemic because it hadn't uh it hadn't hit yet no one yes. knew what was going on we we hope that this podcast is a staple on your podcast playlist for what you need to listen to on your daily commute to work or just whenever time yeah so again if you pretty please could go to the iTunes app Give us a, a five-star review. You don't have to write anything. You can just give us the stars. Um, or you could write something, too. I don't care. We, we'd appreciate <laughs> it. So, goodbye, 2020. Hello to a new year of Region Unlocked. Thank you so much for listening. My name's Cameron. And I'm Jake. Have an awesome, nerdy new year. Yes. Sayonara. Sayonara.